and welcome back to The Sesh. I'm Kendall. And I'm Janelle. And boy, do we have something exciting to tell you guys That's today. That's right. We made merch. Yes. Finally. Well, I know. It took forever. <laughs> took almost literally two years since starting the show. Can you believe it's almost been two years since we started this shit? That's embarrassing. Okay, we wow. have uh, to oh, our credit. Oh, embarrassing. Have, kind I thought you meant- of. I thought no, you were no. embarrassing about the show. I was like, oh. No, it's okay. great. Very proud of that. Very proud of that. Embarrassing that we've been talking about merch since like day one. No, and literally. It's been two years. It's been two years, people. But, but it's here. <laughs> took Finally. Took us long enough. To our credit, we didn't start actually working on ses- sesh merch. Sesh merch. <laughs> Till about a few months ago. Yeah. Well, um, we weren't going to like dive in. And, I mean, merch is a big commitment, yeah. obviously. And we didn't know how well this show would do. We needed well the time to really... Yeah. You know, figure out the vibes. What is the sesh? What is the sesh really? But anyways, we have five different pieces here Mm -hmm. that we are so fucking excited about. We think it turned out so good. Yes. So Kendall and I are wearing Mm -hmm. two different ones, which Curly will put um, pictures up on the screen as well. Yep. But one of them is a t-shirt that says, keep it fresh over and over again. We like to call this the grocery store shirt. Yeah. No, the Mm -hmm. uh, satisfaction guaranteed. Freshness guaranteed. Oh, get freshness <laughs> guaranteed. Oh, yeah. We, we worked really hard on the names for each item. Yeah, the names are funny. You'll have to go on the site and look at all the names. Yep. Um, yep. I love this one. I know, me too. I think this one so might even cute. be my favorite. It's so cute, dude. I love how... And it says Sesh at the bottom. Mm-hmm. It's all like rainbowy, And these are really good quality too. Yep. Like actually, they don't feel like some janky youtuber merch <laughs> like they're really they like feel like good clothes that you would buy yeah at a store well we've been very hands-on with it sydney she's not here right now yeah. but she worked really, really hard on hard. all these yeah and um we're shipping this out ourselves mm-hmm. and you know it's a full team project yeah we really wanted to have our hands in the merch a lot more because yeah. in the past we've used like other companies and stuff parties, and, yeah yeah so we it's a lot more hands-on for us now and it's been we're cool. really proud of how it turned out to work with designers and like we get mock-ups and we like oh let's change this let's mm-hmm. see what this looks like on this shirt and it takes longer than you would think honestly yeah because at first i was like okay let's make some sesh no this shit <laughs> yeah. i mean granted it was for two other shows as well or yes. and your channel but mm-hmm. still mm-hmm. it was it's a lot of work okay anyways show off your shirt what do yes. we have here we've got the spicy shirt we had here. to do it spicy mm-hmm so cute a little chili so pepper good so this one is a very lightweight crew neck. neck so mm-hmm. it's good for summer you know yeah. sometimes summer nights a little chilly. chilly yeah for sure um i like crew necks all year round so me too i love how this one turned out it's so cute we did a lot of back and forth on this one trying to get it right trying to get the pepper the right colors mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yep and it turned out great the back is super cute too yeah we'll put a picture up of yeah. the back it's so cute we had to do a spicy of course, Something. of course, we needed spicy so. merch. And there'll probably be more spicy merch in the future. This isn't it for the spicy. Oh hell no! In fact, we've already got our minds going for the next. Oh yeah, pickle for the merch, next drop. people. I just had an idea. Pickle passion. What's uh, up? Spicy pickles. Sp- oh, oh, ooh, that could Brill. be good. Then one of my favorite pieces we have. Yes. Oh, so cute. Mm, it's such a vibe. It's such a vibe. Look at this. Yes. You can see it better in the side cameras. But it has a little smiley face and little mushrooms and leaves growing out the front of it. Mm-hmm. And then the back, you guys. Oh. So cool. See, this might be tied for me I for know, second this might favorite. Be my favorite. But I, I also love the spicy. I don't I know. know. It's really feel. hard. This one is so good, though. Look at that. It's so cute. The, the colors smiley are so face. vibrant. The butterflies. It's perfect for mushies. summer. It's very yeah. happy. It really encompasses our show. I love the colors of it. It's very. Mm-hmm. 
70s yes kind of and a little bit muted yeah a little bit muted Again, we went with a lot of neutral bases yeah super yeah. bright colors and we're obsessed with it so this comes in a t-shirt and also a crew neck the yep. crew neck is a slightly darker color mm -hmm. um and this crew neck is really really good quality and this one you know it's part of our summer launch but this can really transfer well into the fall oh, too because yeah, the colors are very fall and mm -hmm. A little bit of a darker base. It's a little warmer. Yep. Ooh, those would look cute with some like high waisted shorts. Oh, yes. yes. Yeah, we can't wait to see you guys in these. Yeah. Um, so we have a crew neck and t shirt. And then our last piece yep. is our t shirt that has this really cute little mushroom flower design on the pocket area. This one just reminds me of summer camp for some reason. Totally. Honestly, yeah, it does. Like the sesh camp. Mm -hmm. And it says the sesh below it. And it's in this really pretty like violet color. Again, super soft. Mm -hmm. nice and we went and back thick. and forth on the colors for this whole design yes. for a long time. Yeah. At first it looked nothing like this. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. It's all wow. available now. <laughs> it's available now. MileHigherMerch.com. Yep. And that's your one-stop shop for sesh, lights out, mm -hmm. Mile Higher, Kendall Ray, um, everything is in one place and obviously yep. you can mix and match your order and then we'll all ship it to you in that one order. That's right. So, and yeah, it's all, it's all launching on the 20th. So by the time you guys see this, it'll have been out for a few days. Mm -hmm. So if you didn't know, you might want to hop you know, on, hop on. Cause we do have limited quantities. We don't, it's not like print on demand. No, we have ordered a certain amount and obviously this is our first launch for the sesh merch. So we're not entirely sure mm -hmm. how much is going to sell. So we kind of, you know, we don't, we didn't want to go too crazy right. so definitely get on it if you are interested in getting something that's right ah <sighs> i feel like a weights and lifts off our shoulders i know <laughs> yeah it's been a long time coming yeah. we're, we're very excited about this super excited yeah, and thank you to everyone in advance who supports the yeah. show by picking up some merch we greatly greatly appreciate it you guys greatly 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 super greatly cringe um, um yeah <laughs> so that's it no so, anyway today's episode is going to be a little different you yeah. guys um, unfortunately, Miss Janelle is not going to be here for the rest of the episode. No. She'll be in Florida. Bye. <laughs> yep. So we actually are recording this portion of today's show in advance. Mm -hmm. A few days in advance. Janelle's hopping on a flight tomorrow morning. That's right. I'll be um 4.45. My flight leaves at 7. So I'll be at the airport by now. Headed to the beach. So if you live in Florida, go find her. Yeah, go find me. I'm at the beach. <laughs> <laughs> Just go to any beach and uh, take a look. She there. might be there. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so awesome. I was just saying before we started this how bad I, I wish wanted I could take you. Go. I seriously would just like book a flight last That'd minute nice. and jet the fuck out of here, but I can't. No. Third trimester, you're really not supposed she to fly. She says, no, you can't fly. Can not you yet. imagine? That happens. People yeah. like go into labor on oh. the plane. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, no. That's how they're Yeah, like, literally. Oh, no. What the fuck? That literally, what do you do? Also, <laughs> where are you born? Like, what's oh, your yeah. birth certificate? What state the air. are you born? The air. Sky, baby. Sky, USA. That'd be kind of a cool story for the baby. Totally. Like, yeah, I was born in an airplane in the sky. Yeah. But also... Thousands of feet in the air. That sounds fucking yeah. terrifying. In an it airplane does. seat. I can't think of anything more uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. Seriously, me either. But um, just because Janelle won't be here doesn't mean we're not going to have a great episode. We're going to have fun today. Josh is going to be joining us after the break. Yes. And we are going to be... Doing some answering some of your advice questions that you mm -hmm. have from our Google form. Yep. So it's gonna be a good time. And Janelle will be back next week. I'll be back. I'll have FOMO, but I'm excited to watch it later. It'll be yeah. fun. We will miss you. 
Well, thanks again, guys, for supporting us. Yep. Um, MileHardMerch.com. Get it now while it lasts. And we appreciate you. Thank That's you. That's right. And we'll see you after the break. All right. We are back. And it's another day. It's It was Friday. It's another day. <laughs> it was Friday when Janelle and I recorded that intro. It is now Monday. And look who is here. Hello. Mr. Josh himself. Yes, I am here. I am so excited you're here for this. This is yeah. going to be really fun. Have we done this yet on the sesh? No, I've never done an episode without Janelle. But whenever she's gone, oh, yeah. you're going to be my go-to. Like, uh, with uh, John and myself. Yeah. Just you oh, yeah. yeah. So you've been on the sesh before. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, right. Definitely. Right. I mean, you guys know who he is. Yeah, you should know. <laughs> if you don't. <laughs> you better. I'm excited, though. What are we, what are we doing today? Today, we're going to be answering some advice. My favorite thing. You know, in another life, I would have been a <laughs> psychologist or a psychiatrist or something. Because honestly, I really do like giving advice. Mm -hmm. And I've given a lot of people in my life advice. I'll you just have. Say that. Like, people kind of come to me for advice. I take your advice all the time. You do? You give me good advice. Sometimes I give you bad advice, though. Sometimes. But most and of the time, it's good. it gets us in trouble sometimes. But I always get us <laughs> out of that trouble, which is good. That's true. Usually. That is true. Okay, so most of this that was submitted was relationship related. So okay. I highlighted a lot of those so that we could check. Those that's out. my expertise. So, but we're actually going to start with one that's not relationship related. It's okay. actually work and career. Oh, perfect. Yes. What do we got? I'm in a predominantly male career and have encountered some people who are incredibly discriminating, misogynistic, and everything else you can imagine. To the point that a particular person, who was my boss at the time, got me fired for no reason. Other than that, he has publicly said women cannot be pilots. I've struggled with my confidence my whole life, and this brought me down. After some therapy and time, I've been healing. But now that there isn't much COVID left, airlines are picking up, and I'm starting to apply and excited to get back in. But I'm afraid to encounter people like this again. And I wanted to know, as successful women... Normally, Janelle's here. Hi. Um, but how do you handle situations where people bring you down? How do you maintain confidence in yourself and your abilities? How do you get rid of these awful people? Your show's awesome. Keep up the good work. Mm. Any thoughts from a man? I feel like that's a that's a very common yes. theme that happens out there. Mm -hmm. Well, I think mm -hmm. the first thing you have to remember in that, those types of situations is that the reason that you're getting that response from that individual is because that individual feels challenged or threatened by you that's right in some way perhaps you exude this confidence and ability that scares him mm -hmm. and worries him for his own job and yeah. most of the times in workplace situations that's what's going on is that some guys just have you know they have issues with women being in charge of them or don't want to you know don't want that yeah. sort of dynamic in the workplace and mm -hmm. it's oftentimes because the women would do it better than they would. And they know that. <laughs> yeah. And so that's why they treat you like that. They're trying to beat you down. They're trying to mm -hmm. get you to just, you know, tuck your tail and run when you should do the opposite. Yeah. Uh, because eventually you're going to just plow right over that dude. <laughs> and that dude's got to step <laughs> aside and you're going to be flying the plane. He's going to be cleaning the bathrooms. Okay. <laughs> that's what's going to happen. All right. Yeah, that's just my my take on it. What about you? What do you think? I mean, I couldn't have said it better myself. I completely agree. And I think you should let that type of thing fuel you to just work even harder and prove them all wrong. And, you know, a lot of that behavior comes is learned behavior yeah. from their childhood Patterns, yeah. um, or adults they've been around. My or, guess is this individual is an older gentleman. And, maybe. Um, or 
I mean, I mean, who's based on the description, it seems like an old somebody who's who's been in the industry a, a lot longer, perhaps. And mm. so, for a long, long time, the airline industry's been predominantly male pilots, and yeah, and so there's probably some old timers there that don't want that to change. And yeah, that's the other thing too is people scared of change. Yeah. They're scared of the dynamics changing. They're scared of what will happen if it's true. Uh, they allow this, you know, to to ha- to change these cha- if they allow these changes to occur, yeah. and so that scares them. So really, you're dealing with a scared man who is lashing out because he doesn't know how to deal with the change that's coming, and he knows is is going to happen whether he likes it or not. Yeah, I 100 percent agree. You said it perfectly. <laughs> He's really good at advice. I'm telling you. <laughs> oh, man. Let's, okay. We have another yes. work-related one. Okay. You want to take that? Yes, please. All right. This one says, I am starting a new job soon. It is a different job role with the same company, basically a promotion. Okay. And I'm really nervous being outside of my comfort zone and meeting new people. I will be leading meetings and presentations, which I have not done before. Mm. Sometimes I stumble over my words and struggle with tone of voice. As you guys have three podcasts between you, where you talk for hours or more, I wondered if you could give me some advice. Hmm. Well, I have I happen to have experience in this. Yeah. <laughs> um, before we did all this, I worked in the corporate world. I worked for um, some in IT for financial banking institutions, and there were times where I would be called into a board meeting, and I would have to. Um, either assist the IT director with giving a presentation on, you know, sort of the game plan for the company, or I would just be there setting up all the technology right. for all of these old farts that are in there, <laughs> you know, about to have their little board meeting together. And mm-hmm. I totally understand that that fear of like, you don't want to look silly. You want to look like you, you know, you've got your shit together and you know what you're doing. And I think the best thing, best piece of advice I can give is breathe. You know, because I know for me, sometimes I'd walk in there and my heart rate would go up because oh, yeah. I'd start realizing like these are all important people. Yes. They could all potentially fire me yep. if they wanted to. And so slowly, you know, try mm-hmm. to calm your heart rate down, take, do some deep breathing exercises yeah. before you go in. Right. And then put a smile on, like yeah. just walk in and smile and be friendly. Mm-hmm. And I guarantee you, people are going to warm up to you and respond to you better yeah. that way versus if you come in looking scared and nervous. That's true. And then you people, can feed off that energy. People judge you yeah. based on your body language. Mm-hmm. And so if you Makes come in and you're like, hi, how's it going? You know, yeah. just and you exude that confidence. Kind of fake it to make it. Yeah. It, fake it to make it even. Just make them, mm-hmm. even if you don't know what you're doing, make them believe that you do. Yeah. Well, I mean, for us with the podcasts, you'd be surprised to know, especially me, I really struggle even speaking to people that I'm not super comfortable with or like meeting people at a party. I get really bad social anxiety. And anytime I've ever had to do any type of mainly in school where I had to stand up in front of people and speak, I would just struggle hard. And um, I think even if I had to do that today with all the experience I have being on camera for a living and talking for a living, I still struggle to this day. I was just at a party over the weekend and I sometimes was getting nervous speaking to people that I know that are like friends yeah, with me. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think it's something that you can slowly work on, but definitely don't take how confident we come across on our shows as being like professional speakers. We're not public speakers. No, that's right? such a different you know, thing. It is. Like yeah. we're talking to cameras here. Right. We're not y'all. You know, it would be different if you guys were all sitting in an audience here right now. Oh, and, and we've we were done talking it. to you. Yeah, we've done it before. And, it's and like, I was a wreck. 
totally different situation, right? Yeah, it really is. Because you're seeing, you're able to see that instant feedback Mm -hmm. people are giving you because you're looking out at faces as opposed to cameras. And sometimes we don't even have cameras. So it's it's totally different. So just because we look like, you know, we would be great public speakers doesn't mean Mm -hmm. because we're podcasters, it's a totally different medium. And we get the luxury of if we mess up, we can edit it out. Right. We can just cut, you (laughs) know. If yeah, we say something live. wrong or embarrass ourselves, Yeah. Yeah, but, but it can be hard even doing live streams. I've gotten really choked up before on live streams, really nervous. One thing I would say is a little bit of advice is a lot of anxiety comes from the anticipation of something happening and ruminating on the thoughts of how this is going to go or how it could go wrong, you know, hours before, 24 hours before, even longer than that. And the longer you spend thinking about it, the harder it's going to be. Versus if you picture it going really well and try to just not let that anxiety hit you until you're in the moment. A lot of the times the things that we imagine are going to happen in our heads are a lot worse than how it's actually going to go. Yeah, that's so, a great point. Yeah. Well said. That's that's about all I got though on that one. Public, public speaking is hard. It'll get easier the more you do it. Public. See? <laughs> <laughs> it's difficult. Okay. So this person is looking for some pregnancy advice. Mm, can't help you there. <laughs> I think you can. You've been through this experience with me. I think you can. Okay. Listen to this. I found out that I was pregnant for the first time in April of this year. Sadly, a few weeks later, I miscarried. My husband and I were absolutely devastated. And I know you both understand that pain as well. Luckily, I was able to get pregnant right away. And now I'm approximately six weeks and due in February. I couldn't be happier, but it's so hard not to be anxious every single day. I know every pregnancy is stressful and it's normal to worry, but going through a miscarriage so recently makes it 10 times, makes me 10 times more anxious. Do you have any advice for making it through this pregnancy with minimal anxiety? You seem to be handling it so well, but surely you understand how I'm feeling. I'm just constantly afraid I'll lose this pregnancy too. And the thought of that is just too much to handle. I'm hoping once I make it through this first trimester, I can breathe a little easier, but I know I'm never truly in the clear. I mean, I'll let you Yeah, it is so hard. Like, I wish there was something that I could say that would just make it better. But I think the most comforting thing to me is knowing that every person, I'm sure pretty much every person has that anxiety through the process. Obviously, it's so much worse when you had a miscarriage. Um, The first trimester was especially difficult for me knowing that that was a possibility and I was getting to the point where I'm like checking every day of like, what's the percentage that it could happen again at this point. And I did get a lot better after the first trimester, but at that point, second trimester, there's new concerns and there's new worries that come up. Now I'm in the third trimester and there's all these new things and it's birth anxiety and it's this and that. And, you know, um, there's not, I think it's almost something we have to go through to, be ready. Like it really, your body prepares you mentally for the anxiety of having a child. Cause once you have this child, you're going to be anxious about them for the rest of your life. Right. Every single yeah. day. Yeah. And you know, I wish there was more I could say as far as trying to stay calm. I mean, what, what has been helpful for us? We've definitely had those moments. You're normally very calming to me. Um, <laughs> Because it's normally me yeah. that gets these random moments where I'm just like, I think, panicking. I think, yeah, having somebody to talk through your anxiety with is important. Yeah, and who's open to and and who's going to 
reassure you as opposed to freak out with you, right? Like yeah. that's the biggest Which thing. Which is hard. It's difficult. Your partner yeah, may be right. scared too. Right, right. And you were probably scared. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just like at the end of the day, you can't control, you know, as much as we all want to be in control of our own destiny mm -hmm. and yeah. even our own bodies, it's like yeah. we don't have control. I can't tell. We, none of us can tell our bodies what to do. No. Our bodies just function. Yeah. Without our conscious like decisions mm -hmm. being made about it. It's not like we tell our heart to beat. We tell our heart, you know, our lungs to pump air into them. It's the same thing with pregnancy is like your body's doing the best job that it can to grow this child. And so you have to just trust, trust in it. And it's hard, especially when you go through a miscarriage to yeah. trust that it's going to go well again. And I, I think you just like... I don't, I don't know. It's, it's really tough because everybody's different. But I think if you just try to remain positive and and talk through those anxieties that you have yeah. and, you know, educating yourself is always good, too. Sometimes it makes you feel worse, but sometimes it can it can reassure you in a good way and make mm -hmm. you feel better, especially as time goes on in time. Yeah, it will get it, it will hopefully get easier as time goes on for you yeah. when it um, comes to the miscarriage. Yeah, anxiety. exactly. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's tough though. I get it. it. It's totally tough. And yeah. there's not like a, yeah, there's not like a perfect answer for that or yeah. a perfect advice for it. I mean, it. I'm still just anxious all the time. Yeah. And I've just learned that there's really not that much I can do about it other than trying to control my thoughts, trying to breathe through it, right. talk it through. Um, because this process, you don't have a lot of control mm -mm. with any of it. Nope. Um, so it's kind of like you got to learn to roll with the punches and, if you tend to be like I keep saying I'm a control freak and so it's kind of hard for me to just sit back and let what happened happen. Yeah, let go and just yeah. let whatever happens yeah. happens. Yeah. Especially it's hard. with birth coming up. That's yeah, it's a whole different thing. But do you guys have like certain things that um you would do like say like your anxiety started to raise or something? Mm -hmm. Like different ways of yeah, I mean, practicing we that. Try. We darken yeah. the room. Yeah, we that do. helps. Mm-hmm. Um, we have we, a certain soundtrack that we listen to to sleep and when we're anxious yeah. on YouTube, like oh, rain cool. sounds. Yeah, yeah. put on nature sounds and just sort of yeah. try to, and I mean, really breathing is as silly as mm -hmm. it sounds, like taking mm -hmm. deep breaths. It's mm -hmm. really trying to get your heart rate under control so that, yeah. you know, the rest of your body calms down. Because if your heart rate's out of yep. control, that's going to just, that's going to make the anxiety worse. Yeah. And trying to refocus your brain on something else. Like even last night I was getting all stressed out about stuff. And Josh was like, where do you want to take the baby on her first vacation? And <laughs> You're like, I can't think about that. <laughs> I know. I was, like, was kind of struggling to do that. Well, but then, I actually did once you, because you fell asleep. And I was like, okay, yeah, now I'm like, stuck. <laughs> I have to do this. Um, yeah. But yeah, I honestly, I think having a soundtrack or like a go-to song or something that is comforting to you and has worked before is really helpful because it triggers my brain now whenever we turn this one soundtrack on that it's like time for calming time for bed time to like that's smart relax my brain yeah i that's been very helpful for us yeah all right do you want me to read one or yeah i'm getting kind of out of breath these okay. days guys it's getting yeah. rough so someone asked if we have any advice on having a boyfriend with an overprotective mother. E. For context, he is 20 and can't spend the night and has to ask permission for things. Wow, at 20. Mm. That's different. You have more experience with overprotective mothers than I do. 
yeah. from past boyfriends. Yeah, no, um, not my own mother. But, yeah, um, yeah, because my had, yeah, I don't really have that. You've never experienced that with my mom. No, so not really overprotective in that way. Well, she was kind of when we were in high school. Yeah, well, but concerned. that's like pretty normal, I think. Yeah, for a mom. She when was you're like a healthy seventeen. Degree. Yeah, versus twenty, like you're an adult, so it's yeah. different. I think. Yeah, you're in college. You you like, if mm-hmm. you did go to college. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's that's high school. really hard. Um. I don't know if I have. Make friends with his mom. Yeah. <laughs> Get on her good side if you want to make it work. I mean, unfortunately, it's kind of like up to him to set the boundaries and like try to put her in her place more and like get more freedom. Yeah, talk to him about yeah. putting his mom in, his, in her place. Yeah, I don't know how much you can do other than talk to him and yeah. work through that. It's difficult. It is difficult. And I'm very, your mom is definitely gives us our space. Well, definitely not like overbearing or overprotective. No, she's never really been been like that. Yeah, I feel lucky. I have a good mother-in-law. Yeah. That's hard though. Wish we had more advice for you on that one. <laughs> this one says, my boyfriend and I have been together since high school and we recently graduated college. We live together and have pets and I know we are both very serious about each other. I've known he's the one since we started dating. What's the best way to let him know I'm ready to take the next step and get engaged mm. without putting pressure on him? I don't want to scare him and make him think I need him to propose right away. I just want him to know I'm ready whenever the time feels right for him to. Mm. We've talked about it over the years and it's never felt like the right time. And now that we're done with school and getting started with our careers, it finally feels like it's time. Mm. Maybe he feels like it's time too and is already thinking. Communicate. Yeah. It's all well, about communication. Be open. Like that's the key to every, and everybody will tell you this, the key to relationships is communication it really is though like if you don't communicate relationship is gonna go downhill quick mm-hmm. in it mm-hmm. because you are in this together and yeah. getting married is such a big deal it's such a serious decision too and it's something that you really should put a lot of thought into before you do it because i don't think people really realize you know like everyone's like well it doesn't change but it does change because you are you're becoming one in every facet right yeah i mean most couples are some couples don't do that but it's a whole different dynamic Mm -hmm. and you have to be able to communicate with each other on a daily basis about every little thing yeah and be able to do it hopefully smoothly so that you both aren't miserable right Mm -hmm. so if you're scared to talk to him or worried about pressuring him then you need to talk to him because you don't want to go into a marriage in that sort of situation where you feel like you're going to bother him about stuff. Yeah. And you don't talk to him about That's these true. things oh, yeah. because sometimes like, honestly, if he doesn't, if you're worried about him feeling pressure, it's probably, it's probably not that at all. He just maybe is not thinking about it as much as you are. It sounds like you're thinking about it a bit more than he has. And that's why you're a little nervous about it. But mm-hmm. most of the times guys are just, just, it's not at the, the front of their, uh, <laughs> <laughs> their priority list mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and you know there's nothing wrong with that it's just men i guess some so men. how do you think you know as a guy if you were a little more if you weren't thinking about it what would be a good way to bring that up without it coming across as pressuring well i think she, i think she worded it really well in here like just make sure that the way that you deliver it mm. is in a very chill way right mm-hmm. like you don't want to come across and be like 
when are we going to get married, John? Yeah. Like, why haven't you proposed already? Right. right. John. <laughs> I didn't mean to name drop John. <laughs> Sorry, John. I meant to say um, Gerald. Gerald. Okay. Gerald. <laughs> Come on, Gerald. All of his dear friends. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's just about how you deliver it and, and maybe find like a time when he's really relaxed, you know? Yeah. That always helps, too. Yeah. Don't do it when he's like in an intense gaming session or something like that because yeah. it's going to go in one ear and out the other. Yeah. Try to do it either like a, in an intimate time together or, you know, when you're maybe out to dinner sometime. And yeah. Just, and, and don't just like drop it like, yeah. hey, we should get engaged. Be like, maybe just start talking about your future and be like, yeah. where do you see this going? Or start it or, with a question. Yeah. You know, where do mm-hmm. you where do you see this going? Do you how do you feel about getting married? And yeah. Just, Leave it open ended and just kind of maybe let him lead you Mm -hmm. to that question. Yeah. Or at least it'll help plant the seed for him. Yeah. To for him to know, like, oh, Oh, she's thinking about next steps here. I should and if he's a smart guy, he'll start (laughs) he'll start thinking about that. Yeah. I think that's good. Okay. So this one says, My friends and family hate my boyfriend now because of everything I've told them about what he has done to me in the last few years, such as cheating on me, lying and just not being the best boyfriend. However, he's in therapy now and really working on himself, and I see an effort and him trying to change, but my sister won't even be in the same room with him. I don't know what to do about it. I just want them to like him again. What should I do? That's that's hard. That's rough. You're going to have to be patient. Yeah. Unfortunately. It's yeah. like you might... First of all, you got to think too, you're with him far more than your sister is probably. Yeah. So you are seeing the changes um, at a much faster rate than they are. And you know a different side of him. Right. Than exactly. they do. You, right. You know, yeah, you know him in a different way than any of your other family members do. So it's just going to take them time for them to see, you know, those actions and see that reflect in his behavior. Yeah. Um, there's really no way to speed that up. I mean, people are going to take, I mean, they may never come around. That's always an option too. They might have made up their mind and you're going to have to deal with that too. So yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, you just be patient and, you know, hold them accountable to those changes too. Like sometimes people do things because they just want to make the situation better in the short term and they're not actually interested in long-term change. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so be wary of that as well as that. If he is showing you those things now, you also need to give it time so that you can see that those changes actually went deep and yeah. didn't just scratch the surface and yep. just for because he's in therapy, he's you know mm-hmm. being a good boy now, right? Yeah, like yeah, you got to see over time. It's gonna just take time, and it's totally possible for him to win them over once again. Yeah, but it's like you got to keep in mind that your friends and family—the reason they are acting that way towards him—is because they care about you and they're protective of you and they're worried. So it's gonna it's gonna take time. I agree. That's really the best advice is just be patient. Yeah, and if he keeps doing the right things, then hopefully everybody will come back together. What do you guys think about the fact that maybe in the future, not always over explaining or telling things about the relationship because maybe because that can sometimes I've totally been in this experience, not yeah. to the T, but it's hard when you have somebody who you really care about, your family member, and you see them get hurt. Yeah. To yeah. To then, you know, come around. Right. So. So maybe, are you saying like maybe maybe keep some of your yeah. relationship details and whatnot, or maybe don't share them 
to that extent. Yeah. You know? Unless you obviously like, well, really right, need help. Yeah, or yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, we want to be careful about what you tell family because they're going to cling on to the things, the right. bad you things. You tell them, yeah. 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 And I mean, point. cheating, that's yeah. hard. That's I would. I don't know if I could, if my sister's boyfriend or something like cheated on her, He'd have a big X in my book for a long fucking time. Like I just would. Or like be your silly. daughter. What? Like yeah. Would you like oh my your gosh. If our boyfriend? daughter, yeah, we would. <laughs> be really Josh pissed. would be like, never come back. So it's it's hard, but I feel like it's people not impossible. Change. Like people, yeah, like yes. people can change. Do you think and cheaters can change? Or do cheaters I mean, always cheat? I think whatever? everybody has the ability to change. I think it's just, I think some people have. You know, cheating is a result of other character flaws that that person has. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not. It's not just cheating. Isn't just doesn't just go back to one thing. You know, it, like obviously cheating is sexual, but it's doesn't. That can't be the. It may not be the only reason that that person cheated. There could be other things yeah. in the relationship that they felt like warranted them cheating. Right. They weren't getting something from you in other True. ways, and there's True. a lot of reasons for it. So, I think some people that cheat that continue to cheat there is something you know there's something you know usually that lends more towards a sexual mm-hmm. um, sort of issue, issue or, or yeah have. flaw that they have mm-hmm. as opposed to a one time i mean it really depends on the cheating right yeah, the, how did right, it go yeah. down and what was the situation was it your best friend was it your mom was it you know was <laughs> it no people do crazy <laughs> stuff i mean i've, I've heard some crazy stories but, oh yeah there's some crazy stories in here yeah, there was actually some that were similar. Like, really? Yeah, there's wow. actually someone who wrote in like asking about saying that they cheated with their mom, their stepdad. Okay. Yeah, that's a very complex situation. There. <laughs> like, should they tell their mom? And I was like, Ugh. I don't know. That's, that's a little bit above what we can help with. <laughs> okay, but this one. Hi, Kendall and Josh. I love the sesh and mile higher. The advice I would like to have has to do with date, a dating situation I'm in. I'm currently talking to a guy who I've been dating for some time now. And I've also started talking to and dating another guy, which I really like also. I kind of feel that I'm in this middle position because they're both such great guys. And I know when it comes down to it, I'm going to have to make a decision between the two of them. What I'm struggling with the most is that they're both super nice and both super into me. And I've definitely given the impression to both of them that I'm super into them as well. My question is, can I continue dating them both or do I have to start making a decision? Also, is it wrong of me to be dating two people like this and potentially leading one of them on since I know in the end it will only work out with one? Well, they do it on TV all the time, so yeah. it's not that bad. <laughs> true. Otherwise, That's they wouldn't true. make shows all about it. <laughs> like The Bachelor. I, yeah. I think it's kind of a natural thing, right? Like I think it's so I think it's there's nothing wrong with being attracted to more than one person mm-hmm. because it's just natural and it's yeah. it's and especially if you're not, you haven't committed or, or been exclusive, said we're exclusive with any one of them, then you're not doing anything wrong. I just think that right. the longer it goes on, the harder it's going to be to break away from one of them. Because it, there's going to be a point at eventually, unless you're planning to be, be a polygamist and have multiple, and you know, you or, or not even not even a polygamist, but just there's people that have two girlfriends. Polyamorous. So, is yeah, the polyamorous. Is that for. what I'm looking for? Yeah. Okay, polyamorous. Yeah. There's polyamorous people. So unless you're planning to be to do that, that's fine. But otherwise, somebody's going to end up getting hurt in that situation. Right. And and all parties would have to like want to do that right, in order exactly. to make Agree that, to that work. Right, yeah. exactly. So yeah, I would probably start figuring out which one yeah. is a better fit. If that's what you're, if you're looking for a long-term relationship, one of them's got to be, yeah, you know, 
write out a pros and cons list. But you don't want to rush that decision necessarily unless one of them is getting angry. Right, and they're like... As long as you're being open about it, that I'm dating two people, yeah, yeah. you know? <laughs> you don't want to make Hide them think that, that they're back. both... Yeah, right. Th then you might lose both. Exactly. Ooh. You don't yeah. want to lose both. You if you want one, then you got to be open and honest with them. Yeah. So you could keep feelings. it going a little longer as long as you're honest. And maybe one of them will just decide they're not into it anymore and dip and then the decision's easier for you. There you go. That's a good point. <laughs> you never know. Okay, we're going to take a quick break and we will be right back. This one is a little spicy here. I've been sleeping with my husband's brother. Oh, no. Should I come clean to my hubby or just call it quits with the brother? Oh, <laughs> Sleep boy. it under the rug. Oh, no. Please help. <laughs> I can't help you there. Oh, I know. That's dicey. Yeah, you got yourself into a pickle, man. Yeah, Big old pickle. What happens if his brother tells him? Oh, yeah, you? you might not have any choice in the matter. Honestly, you probably want to get a head start on this and, and yeah. have that conversation with your husband before your brother or his brother yeah. tells him. And then he's pissed because you're trying to hide it from him. That's hard, especially since you guys are married and the brother <laughs> thing. The brother thing's a whole different dynamic. Like maybe he'd be able to get over it if it were like a coworker, like a <laughs> friend or something, but. Brother, that's so, that's like really hard. I don't know. And I think you should think about why you did it. Yeah. You know, like you didn't just do it because. Yeah. I mean. That's a good point. My guess is this wasn't just like a drunken night mistake, which maybe it was, but. No, this is I've been sleeping with. Him oh, for, okay. Like, so it's then been an ongoing maybe thing. it's time to let, you know, let your husband go. Like if you're yeah. not into it anymore, then. It's not really fair. It's not yeah. fair to him. I mean, no. is he sleeping with your sister? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that might then it might be okay maybe you got an agreement worked out but yeah yeah i mean i think you really just owe him to be honest on the buck up yeah <laughs> yeah not I much you can do there i mean try to keep keep it under mm. no keep it going under the surface but it's gonna come out eventually yeah it will and like keeping that secret for the rest yeah. of your marriage if you do keep moving on that's just horrible oh. for you and for him and just you don't want secrets man yeah I agree. nobody wants secrets in their marriage you've got to tell him it's gonna be hard and it may go really badly but i don't think there's any other option i mean if you made that choice you gotta, yeah. you'll you gotta live with the consequences <laughs> it's true no it's easy true. way around that one yep yep hi kendall and josh i'll try to keep this brief what are your thoughts and opinions on cutting out family members that you deem are toxic my husband's brother seems to love causing drama and picking fights every chance he gets. It seems like his goal is to always inflict the most guilt or pain when he does this. This was a big fighting point in our relationship a few years ago, but we have switched our mindset to dealing with this as a team instead. I used to get frustrated that he wouldn't stand up for himself. I'm also in a similar situation with my sister. It is more directed at my mom, though. I know people always say family is family, but when is enough enough and time to cut these people out of your life? It's hard. We have differing opinions on this one. Oh, yeah, we kind of do. Yeah, you don't like cutting people out of your life, especially no. family members. You refuse to do it. I do. And I mean, that's... Well, I've had to do it before. Mm. I've had to do it. Several people. I'm not going to bring it up here, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like, like close, close people. Yeah, they were close, close people at one point. Mm, sort of. Had to make the cut. Yeah, I mean, I mean, but you it, don't like to do it. No, people have to go to like the extreme. For yeah, me to right. Exactly. Actually, do that. Yeah. Whereas I am on the side of sometimes people need tough love, and sometimes it and, works, and then they end yeah, up coming back. Right. Well, that I mean, I've had to do that with my own parents, um, before, 
and I pretty much cut them out for the most part for, you know, quite a while, a few years, and because I, I felt like I was being mistreated and they weren't fulfilling their roles as parents, and that was really, really hard for me. Yeah, I'm and, surprised you even want to share that. Yeah, I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm fine now. We're good now, but yeah, like, it are. worked, and yeah. in order, I felt like they were never going to get the the message unless I gave them this hard, you know, drew this hard line and just cut communication with them. And what that allows that, especially in this type of dynamic, is it allows them to really think about what did they do, because you know if they really love and care about you, they're going to start thinking about why. Well, why'd they cut me out? Yeah. And they might be mad. They're going to be pissed off for a while, sure. And they're going to they're going to blame you, and they're going to say you did this to them and this is all your fault but ultimately if they really love you then they are going to realize why you did it mm. and they're going to come back and you guys can come back at a later time and after you've had time to think about all the things that went wrong in your relationship mm. and try to reconcile and, and find yeah. a middle ground and compromise I just, for me, it's harder because it's like family is family. Like it, I've just been kind of raised that way, and but I've seen it not work but out. But it's also destructive. I know. If you and it did work for you because I was kind of against that at the time, and but you know you have a great relationship now, so yeah. And I got I ultimately got the respect that I was looking for, and yeah. and you can only take so much bullshit. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I mean before it's becoming abusive. You know? Well, it's just like life is too short to be around people that bring you down right mm -hmm. and just it's because true. and and this is the thing too it's like yeah family's blood and like family's everything but family you know just because you are blood that doesn't mean that you just get to you take shit forever mm -hmm. from your family members and you it's can't true. do anything about it like you have to you have to like at the end of the day despite us being family and related and whatever you are your own person they are their own person and the only one that you can control is yourself and the only one they can control is them. So, no, it's um, true. you know, right. there's not, it's not like we're all a part of this, like a family's not like this larger organism that we are all like the legs of. Yeah. And, you know, it's like this physical thing that we all have to be connected to in order to survive. Like we can all survive completely fine on our own without our families. Yeah. And it, a lot of families don't realize that and they feel that, their children or their, you know, their loved ones have to be connected to them and be on the same page as, as them all the time. Otherwise, there's a major issue. And that's just not the way that it is. Like ultimately your family, including your own kids, are their own their own person and they are going to live their own life according to how they want to live. Yeah. It's and true. so you have to be open to changing that. You can't just be like, well, this is our family. So, you know, like yeah. it or get out. Like it's just Yeah. It's a lot more complicated than that. And it is. But family relationships are just complicated in general. Mm -hmm. And it's hard when it's, you know, you're talking about your boyfriend's brother. That's, I mean, he's going to be the one who has to make the final call on that. Okay, this one is pretty interesting. Should I have a rebound partner for financial purposes when I leave my boyfriend? I have been wanting to break up with my boyfriend for a while now, but I keep dragging things out. I know I've fallen out of love with him, but he pays all the bills, buys groceries, etc. And I do not have a job. 
Side note, I don't just sit at home all day when he goes to work. I do keep the home clean and I babysit for my best friend a few days out of the week. Even though I babysit a few days out of the week, it wouldn't be enough money to pay the rent, bills, food, etc. So when I go to break up with my boyfriend, I'll obviously need a job. Should I get a job before I break up with him or should I find another man with a good job to be able to fall back on before I leave current boyfriend and secure my finances? Whoa, that sounds really bad. Please, no judgment. Thanks in advance. (laughs) Sounds like a major moral dilemma. Yeah, that's a toughie. So, I mean, from a logical perspective, I see your thinking. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, find somebody in a similar situation that your current man is in. Yeah, and I'm glad you're you're realizing you shouldn't just stay with him just because he's paying the bills and you're trying to come up with a plan. Right. Well, what's going to be best for you long term? Because say you find another man to pay the bills and, you Mm -hmm. know, you find the exact same situation. What if you end up in the exact same type of relationship again where you're not happy? That's right. Are you just going to keep hopping to the next man who's got money and pays for the bills and never be happy? Or I think you might end up being happier if you go out and make your own money and you have the power in the relationship and feel that for once and have the power of your own life to live live without a man and you don't need somebody else to pay the bills for you and i know it's hard to to be single and yeah you know live but there's lots of ways to find roommates there's tons of resources out there to mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. there's tons of people that rent out rooms and houses and things like that yeah. there's always a doable situation i think you just got to look into those you know, different Mm -hmm. suggestions because you might be surprised that, you know, you don't like, you don't have to go out and like have this huge career to be able to just survive on your own. Like there's ways to do it Mm -hmm. without an additional part-time job or more babysitting. Right. Exactly. And not have to like put yourself in that same position over again. And maybe, you know, maybe you go out there and you find a guy and you fall in love and he is willing to take care of you or pay the bills. And that's fine too. I mean, however your relationship dynamic works is great. But I wouldn't want you to go and try to find this person to replace the other guy, you know, because then you're going to be like rushing because, you know, you have to end things with your current boyfriend and you may end up with the wrong guy and you don't want to be with someone just for finances. You want to be with them for love. Obviously, that's first. So, um, yeah, I think focusing on yourself, trying to, you know, better your own situation and um find more security for yourself or your own comfort. It's going to make you happier in the yeah, long run. Yeah, I agree. And if someone else comes along, like you said, that's great. But I Well, what happens if you end up first. finding a guy that you really like and yeah. you see a future with and yeah. his deal breaker is, is that I want a spouse or a partner who's going to help contribute financially. Yeah, that's a good and point. You, like, you're at that point, you end up having to go start your job career then and now you have this perfect opportunity to go and do that right now and just make that jump yeah as opposed to take the you know in your eyes the easier safer option you know you could but should she get a job before she breaks up with her current guy absolutely i think so yeah that'd be the smart thing to do i think you start there and yeah and yeah, you don't want to be like trying to date behind his back and like looking for other people on apps. Yeah, or yeah that's just going to get complicated yeah. and not end well. Yeah, and make he it could find out. And then yeah, yeah, I mean, 
then you, he could just kick you out. Yeah. And, and it's then not fair you have to no him. job and then you're yeah. really screwed because yeah. yeah. What are you going to be homeless looking for a guy to, you know, yeah. let you move in? Like that's going to be difficult, I think. Yeah. I was going to say it's extremely personally, I don't know about you guys, but don't you feel empowered like from your own self when you, you know, say you do well in your job or you get yeah. a job and you're you're good at something, you learn something, it's extremely empowering. So totally. just not even for the you know, logistical things, right. but just for yourself, I feel like. That's a great point. You'll it feel would just good. be good for you. Yeah. yeah, I agree. This one says, hey guys, I was hoping you could give me some advice on my relationship. My boyfriend and I have been together for four years and our biggest problem has been his lack of empathy mm. and emotion. Mm. I've been struggling with PMDD, premenstrual dysphoric disorder, which can make my depression and anxiety worse for a few days before my period. It's gotten a lot better over the years, but I still have my off days. Anyways, this is usually when we argue the most. We argued pretty badly recently, which led me to cry and have a panic attack. While I cried, he watched videos on his phone and fell asleep. Oh no. Oof. We talked about it the next day and he said that he avoids me when I cry because he sees crying as a childish thing and oh. he doesn't know how to deal with it. So he just mm -hmm. avoids it. He's done this our entire relationship and it honestly makes me feel pretty lonely because I don't have his emotional support. I've been hiding my emotions from him for months in order to avoid this, except just recently when I slipped up and cried around him. I'd appreciate any advice. I don't know. I don't even know how to answer this one because it's tough. Um, it is. I would start thinking about what does he, what kind of support does he provide mm -hmm. you? Because it seems like you're needing this emotional support from him and that's a big deal for you. Yeah. And if you're not getting it from him, then yeah, I don't know. As as hard as it might be, you might want to think about if he's the right person mm -hmm. for you long term. If that's something, obviously, it's difficult to go through medical uh, conditions, and it can be really hard. I know we've we've been through that, and yeah. mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. you know, depression, anxiety. We've we've been through all that together, and I think it would have been a very different situation if I acted like this. Oh yeah, I think you would have. Probably throw yeah. me out at that. Well, point. I like I'm super emotional, so I need someone who's gonna mirror that. But it's hard because not everyone is capable of having empathy or showing that type of emotion. It might just be their personality, the way they grew up, what they were raised around. I think what's not okay is him calling saying it's a childish thing. That's hurtful. Crying is a childish thing. Yeah. And I mean he that Again, that might be something that he was taught. Yeah, it's clearly a learned behavior. Of yeah, his because whoever, someone at some point told him maybe crying is for babies or yeah. something, and and it seems like he gets almost like triggered by it in a way where he doesn't want to be. It upsets him, stresses him out, makes him uncomfortable. So then he wants to ignore it and play the games. And in reality, if you're laying in the same bed and you're over here crying, he probably knows. And is aware that he's yeah. being kind of a dick by ignoring you. But it's like his way of pushing back at you. And like he wants to let you know that it's not going to bother him that you're crying. That it doesn't make him feel bad. Which, again, does that is that something that you want in a relationship with someone? Yeah, I mean, you are the only person who knows this person. Right. And what other qualities they have. Um. I would say you probably should evaluate what qualities you do like about this person and maybe those, you know, hopefully those pros outweigh all the cons. Yeah. Because, I mean, at some point in a relationship, you got to weigh your needs versus yeah. 
what you're getting from that person. Mm -hmm. And if your mm -hmm. needs are not being met or you're not being supported in the ways that you need to be supported, yeah, then it's only a matter of time before it's all going to fall apart. Yeah, I hate to say that, but it's just the truth. You. Like eventually, yeah. something really serious is going to happen, and then, yeah, I mean, it could derail the whole thing. And mm -hmm. if if he's already having this much trouble dealing with anxiety, depression, you know, medical disorders, things like that. Mm -hmm. You know, and and you're you're upset, and it could be causing you to have more, you know, go further into depression and yeah. have more anxiety. I mean, you really should think: is this the type of person that I right. want in my life, right? And in a be in a relationship with? And we're not saying necessarily give up on this person right away. I mean, you're the only person, like we said, who knows him and right. knows the situation and knows what good qualities he has, and you know what makes you want to be with him at the end of the day. You and could is it consider something that he can work through, right? If you were to when you're not you know in the middle of a panic attack you know yeah when you guys are both calm or maybe you guys are in, mm -hmm. at your happiest points together that can mm -hmm. be a great time to bring up that's a good point concerns or just like hey you know when i have yeah. these panic attacks or i'm going through you know my period like yeah this is it would be really great if i could just get some more support yeah and i know that's hard because sometimes yeah. like bringing up that like pain and like something that's hard for you can trigger those emotions back up even if you're in a right. happy that's true. time that's true. it can be difficult but if you can try to stay calm and keep it you know level-headed when discussing it i think it's probably not the best time to discuss it when you're in that emotion and you're you know because obviously you're gonna feel it the most you're gonna feel the most angry and most hurt during that time but if you can try to come to bring it like you said, to a time where things are at a more stable place, that can be really, really helpful. Also, therapy. We yeah, love thir therapy a third here. Party yes. Could help with that. Or even just writing a letter to him or something. Yep. Something for him to read. Maybe he'll take that yep. medium differently. That's a good I I like that too. So like a therapist yep. would probably say something like that. Yeah. And couples counseling can be super, super, super helpful. Especially when you guys process emotion differently. That's like a great it's a, yeah, it's a yeah, big, time a for a big it. obstacle for sure. Yep. yep. But it's not, you know, it's not, not, yeah, it's not like doom and gloom. Like you can no. work through it as long as the other person yeah. is willing to, to give. Right. Okay. We will be back with a few more questions after this break from our sponsors. All right. You ready for another one? Yep. Josh and Kendall, have you ever hit a slump in your relationship? How did you revive the love and the fun? What was the last slump we had? We've had several slumps. Yeah, it's been a while, I think. But. Yeah, I mean, we've been together going on 12 years, so there was plenty of time for slumps over the years. But yeah. I feel like right now we're at a really high point in our relationship, like one of the best times we've had. Yeah, surprisingly working together, I think, has brought us a lot closer I know. than I thought it would. I thought it would destroy <laughs> us. But, oh, no. Don't but. say that. You took that risk? <laughs> yeah, he's like, but I tried. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's surprisingly been really good for us, which is kind of weird, but. Yeah, I, I'm trying to remember like the last slump we had. Uh, well, I can think of several slumps. Um, I think I think there's been several very stressful periods of our life. Yes, where, I'd say where my health was. Our yeah, last yeah. one was probably where my health was yeah. really, I was really chronically ill. Yeah. And before I got help and yeah. I had some treatments yeah, that's and good. That's probably chronic uh, Epstein-Barr virus reactivated and it was really hard because we didn't know what it was and it created all these issues and obviously like impacted our sex life and mm -hmm. 
just my overall emotions. I was super just struggling. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like it felt like a lot of just one way sort of like you're worried about your like you're just trying to feel yeah. okay. Yep. And in a relationship, obviously you want you know those feelings to go back and forth, right? Yeah. Like you want to feel the love, you want to receive the love, and you want to give the love. That's right. And so when you're not capable of giving, right? The other it's person dif- can it's feel, difficult. Yeah. It's very difficult, especially in this situation because we didn't know what was wrong with you, and yeah. we went to a lot of doctors. We looked at a lot of different tests and mm-hmm. conditions, and nothing, nothing was coming back. And yeah. so, you know, at a certain point, you start wondering, you're like, is like, is this not something physical? Is it something mental? Yeah, um, I had those thoughts on. too. Like, are mm-hmm. you? Is, is it some, in my head? Yeah, exactly. I literally felt like because doctors were like telling me like you're just stressed, and right. I started to feel like I'm cr- I must be crazy, and then you started to wonder. Well, just, we're going to like really really smart yeah. people Someone asking for answers, doctors and they didn't and, know what the fuck, and they had no idea what was going on. Which and, side note, Josh was the one who figured it out. It's crazy, <laughs> Doctor Josh here. It's a story for another day, but yeah. yeah, you actually did, and then we got correct testing and and boom you're a different person that you're back to your normal self again and it's very difficult to to go through slump though and i think i think as long as you remember that why you got into this in the first place and you and you feel like you can work together to get out of it i think slumps are just natural it's just a part of yeah it can't always be a high right no it can't and we've had plenty of slumps over the years where we felt like roommates like remember how many times yeah. <laughs> especially in college where we'd be like we're like roommates now and we'd get all upset and you know just kind of you hit like a i don't know yeah slump is a good word for it well you when you're with somebody for so long you hit a comfort level with them that is the, like unlike anything else right yeah. like you are just so comfortable with that person that sometimes you start wondering like are we just like best friends now? And yeah, and like, and, we definitely had that. And that's why, and to avoid that, that's why intimacy is so important because it is that keeps you though. from going, you know, going into the friend zone. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you've got to keep that spark alive and keep the attraction, you know, building and, and all that. So, how did we do it? You just do it. <laughs> just <laughs> like, do it. You just gotta I know. do it. I don't I know mean, if we have like anything specific. A lot of it's patience and like talking, like hanging on through it because it does like most of the time get better. I mean, it could go the other way too. It could get worse. Yeah. Have you guys experienced slumps in your relationship? Oh yeah, I feel like when we were in North Carolina too, just because literally we were together every day and we didn't have any other friends, and it was fine. Mm-hmm. Like I really enjoyed it, but there were definitely times where I was like. Mm, yeah you know yeah like my felt like just my friend and yeah i feel yeah. like just time changes it and then or getting out and doing things like mm-hmm. i think getting out of the house was really big for us yeah yeah that's a good point yeah eight nights yeah well because you guys went from being long distance for like eight years and every time you would see each other it was short periods of time right they were super exciting and then you went to every day and you kind of hit that boring yeah phase and that's hard i think there was <laughs> not to like judge a relationship but i think there's a lot of adjustment on you know jared's oh, part oh yeah your, your, yeah uh, it was definitely we like had to grow we had to grow up a lot but he because i mean his, he had his just lifestyle out of college and stuff so yeah and he yeah, was totally away different. from you so he was adjusting to being with you all the time and oh i think i annoyed him a lot probably for a little while <laughs> which is totally normal We're I mean, yeah. to annoy. Yeah, it makes sense like especially in his situation when he was living with a bunch of guys 
guys every day doing mm-hmm. guys guy shit every day yeah like mm-hmm. i can see how that would happen <laughs> like i i feel like i would have probably done the same thing but yeah and i think it's just dependent on the couple too right every yeah. couple's different like some couples prefer not to be together all the time because they like to have sort of what gets them excited mm-hmm. is being you know seeing each other after being away from each other all day long that does work for us though too it, we it like miss does. each other it does yeah it or does. if one of us is gone even for like a couple of days <laughs> or a couple like, hours i go to the grocery <laughs> store and come back and I'm you're like, just I miss you. you're yeah. like the dogs you're like the dogs that <laughs> when we run an errand and come back they act like they haven't seen us for 30 I years i'm i'm like the same jared and i are like really we hang out with each other all the time mm-hmm. and we're totally cool with doing that so i'm yeah. the same way yeah yeah like i sit here and he sends me like snapchats i'm like oh my god i miss my fiance my dog yeah <laughs> i we like just the other morning i like dropped you off for a hair appointment i was all excited to pick you up just like an hour <laughs> later see for me like i could probably go like yeah a little while at least at least i mean a few days yeah. a week i could go a little while i mean i i, I don't, like, I don't, Please leave. I, don't <laughs> I don't mind being alone for no. for a while i kind of miss some of my alone time but but it's like when I come back, if yeah. we do have time apart, it, yeah. it kind of does re-excite does. everything. So maybe you guys need some time apart. Um, date nights are good. Yeah. Or getting away together, like even somewhere yeah. simple, like a staycation. Staycations are great. We used to do those all the time when we weren't working so much. Yeah. <laughs> I know. We really got to start doing them again. Yeah. But yeah. yeah it, it can be difficult though. Here's a non-relationship more career-based one that I thought you might find interesting. Hi, Kendall and Josh. My name is Crystal. I'm from New York, and I recently started a new career in November as a 911 dispatcher. Very cool. I worked very hard and waited four years to be here because it is a civil service job. The job offers full benefits and has allowed me more financial freedom than any other job I've had. However, now that I'm here, I'm unsure if I can be happy in the long run, which has been a hard pill to swallow. I'm just not sure if the money and the benefits are worth the physical and mental stress that comes along with this line of work. Mm. Also note, I have been a volunteer EMT for seven years, so this type of stress is not new to me. But I don't know how long I can wake up and experience the worst parts of the world every single day. I've contemplated dropping everything and moving completely out of the state to Michigan where my closest cousin lives in order to start over from scratch. But the thought of leaving everything I've worked so hard for is crushing. I've started seeing a therapist to see if I can work through this, but I've always said... I would choose happiness over money. I'm torn and don't know what the right move is as I also have a 13-year-old daughter to consider in whatever decisions I make. Mm. What would you guys do in this situation? That is hard. Dispatch is a tough, tough job. I mean, I give mad props all, to anyone who's in dispatch. All first responder jobs are hard. Mm, I mean, yeah. It's all. And so true. I, you said it perfectly. Like, you see the worst parts of the world every single day, and mm-hmm. that is the truth. Mm-hmm. And that weighs on anybody. Yeah, it can um, leave you with a lot of trauma. And then you're like in a position where all you can do is send the right people and you have to act so quickly. And, you know, you're just like behind a phone so you can't directly make an impact. You may never know what happens to the person. It just can like leave you with Well, so even just being a volunteer EMT too. I mean, she's, yeah. she's dealt with it in person too. So you've, yeah. had, you've had both experiences. Mm-hmm. I hate to say this, but honestly, it seems like you need to, find a new line of work um because is it worth your happiness, happiness is way more than money or, yep. or stability like it's true you you got to think about your daughter too like your daughter which which version of you of you do does she enjoy more like mm-hmm. the stressed out barely getting through the day yeah. 
yeah. uh, version of Crystal, or does she like the version of you that's happy, relaxed? And and I get like money. We all got to make money. We all got to pay our bills. But there's all there's lots of ways to make money these days. There's lots of different types of careers. And mm-hmm. what's great is that we live in a time where, you know, a lot of those lines of work don't require all this education and experience in order to get started into it. And you know, you live in New York. I'm sure the cost of living there is yeah pretty high. So maybe a move to Michigan is not the worst idea. And, Michigan's uh, beautiful. Yes, and starting fresh there, and because yeah. yeah, I mean, it sounds like you're gonna you're gonna burn yourself out, mm-hmm. and if you're already feeling that way. And it's like if you're not getting enough of the rewarding feeling from it, then yeah. well, yeah, that's got to outweigh that other right. part. Otherwise, it's just not worth it. Because mm-hmm. you're gonna and and it's good that you're realizing this now, as opposed to just dealing with with it for another seven to ten years. Yeah. And then you're in a much more difficult situation at that point. So my advice would be start looking at what types of things you could do in Michigan. And if that's like, seems like a good place for you to go and good place for your daughter to go, like that's not a bad, bad idea. Yeah. Because ultimately, you know, there's a million jobs out there, but there's only one of you and you got to take care of yourself. You got to take care of your mental, mental health, stress levels because you need to be the best version of you for your child. All right, we are going to answer one more. This one is not work is not relationship related, not work related, family related. So, I am a 19-year-old female. I live with my mom and every weekend we go have dinner with her mom, so her grandmother. Every time I see my grandmother, there is some comment on my weight, my clothes, my diet, unrealistic job, etc. I've had an eating disorder for a decade and a lot of my expectations were set under her ideals. I want to be clear. I know no one is responsible for my ED but myself, but her influence was not necessarily positive. It turned into something that I dread doing because I always leave feeling like shit about myself, but I feel bad not visiting and I also want to avoid having a trigger every week. I really don't know what to do at this point. Any advice? Well, that is hard because, you know, you do have limited time with your grandmother, but is it worth that type of pain? Have you talked to her about I mean, it's these so, like, abusive. Yeah. Have you right. said, hey, grandma, that's mean. <laughs> Fucking stop. <laughs> like, because my grandmother even would comment on our weight all our whole lives. Yeah. But it was not from, sounds like an, such a negative perspective. No. But I think. We love her very much. I think there's like this generational thing with a lot of grandparents that yeah. is like just something a lot of grandparents mm-hmm. do and care about for some reason. Well, because probably they were judged by their own parents and their own grandparents and it's like they have a less of understanding for feelings. Well, it could also normally. be too that maybe like her doctor's like telling her to watch her weight because oftentimes could in your be. elder years they're, they're like really watching your weight yeah. closely and so it could just be like a you know, yeah. sort of subconscious thing that she's doing. But she's also talking about her clothes, her diet, her unrealistic job. You know, it seems like she's picking on her. So maybe be like, hey, grandma, if you want me to come see you again, yeah, I need you to Here's stop talking to me about these things. Which could be and, hard, and then see what but... she says to that. And if she says, you might be surprised at her response and be like, it really hurts my feelings. Really, you know, yeah. Maybe you need to just be like straight up with her. Be mm-hmm. like, if you keep doing this to me, I'm not going to be coming back. Yeah. Do you want to see me or not? Yeah. And I think explaining it to her the way you're explaining it to us, that you want to see her, you love her, 
but it's not worth the pain that you're experiencing and being triggered every time that you're around her. And she probably doesn't want, hopefully, doesn't want to hurt you. If she does, then that's a whole different issue. But maybe she doesn't realize that what she's saying is hurtful. Right. Maybe she's trying to think, yeah, she could be trying to help you. If, you know, and that's, that's another thing that grandparents, parents always go after is the unrealistic job or like what you're doing with your future, your career. And oftentimes they don't understand too, that the world we live in is so different from when they lived in it. Like nowadays you can be tattooed, you can have, you know, you can be, you can look a certain way. Right. And in their generation, it was like, hell no, you never be hired. But it's like nowadays. It's nobody totally gives a shit like you yeah. can dye your hair you can do whatever yeah. you want with your clothing and nobody cares yeah for the most part yeah so i feel mm-hmm. like a lot of this is generational i think it's just like totally and all these new jobs yeah um yeah my i've definitely had grandparents that did not understand what we're doing yeah they're like what totally. internet you're just talking on the internet yeah well i remember even you got the degree even with what like are you doing <laughs> tattoos right like yeah that was like yeah. a big deal with my parents like don't ever get tattoos because you'll never get hired and it's like that never has impacted any sort of job i've ever had yeah so it's just a lot of it's generational it's a lot of it's like what their parents told them and so they're just trying to yeah you know it may not be coming from a bad place but it's true just call her out yep i think that's it starts with a communication it all starts with a word (laughs) that's right most of these situations it seem like you know communication is needed yep that's all we have for today, though. We've been going for quite a while. That's it. All right. Thank you so much for joining. You're today. welcome. You're welcome. You Would do you... great advice, babe. Oh, thank you. I hope someone out there found some of this helpful in some way. Yeah, or That's the goal. At least interesting to listen to. Yep. But if you're looking to listen to more of me, not advice, <laughs> but other. He's got to do a little self-promo. Yes, I do. I'm, I have to. You deserved it. Even though there's probably so much crossover between all of our <laughs> oh, shows there anyway. But I do have a paranormal podcast called Lights Out. Mm-hmm. Um, very cool. But what you may not know about is he's also got a... Planet Sleep. Yeah, a sleep Really podcast. fun project. It's a sleep slash just relaxing. If For those of you that have anxiety or mm-hmm. you just want something to help calm you down or listen to, like we said, soundtrack, like honestly... Yeah. Planet Sleep's great. Oh, I should have pushed Planet Sleep when we were I talking know. about that. I was very disappointed that you didn't. <laughs> I'm sorry. You didn't use that as a... <laughs> it's so good. We plan to play it for our daughter. Yeah, and I mean, I've even thought about doing some more like breathing and meditation mm-hmm. type mm-hmm. type stuff on there too. And yeah. I do a little bit of, of breathing stuff at the beginning. And I think there's something so relaxing about very calm music and mm-hmm. nature sounds mm-hmm. and then a calm narration. Like, And there's a visual version on YouTube as well. Is, yes. So you can like fall asleep to it. What's cool about it is it's not like most sleep related stories and stuff like that because most of the time those are very fluffy and like pointless so that your brain can like shut off. But Josh's people always comment how they kind of want to stay awake sometimes. Because, they're interesting. Yeah. yeah, they're, yeah. It's filled with information. It's educational. Um, the writer on it is amazing. So yeah. yeah. It's I about- mean. Lots of places across the world. We mm-hmm. talk, you know, I'd have sleep stories on space, on yeah. national parks, to rainforests, and they have images. And yeah, it's it, really it's good. It's really cool. It's really cool. Yep. Yeah. So check it out. We'll have it linked below. Also, check out milehiremerch.com. Yeah. Yeah, it is live, here. friends. Keep it fresh. Yep. 
I'm wearing the Keep it's going Fresh quick. shirt. So if you want some, you better go get some. Yeah, if it it's... actually is going really quick. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, by the time this episode goes out, there could be some sold out items. However, we are working on restocking, right, Sydney? We're going to yes, restock. We are working on that. Yep. Sydney is the merch queen in this <laughs> business. She's merch, merch ma'am. And yeah, so milehiremerch.com. Check that out. All of the shows have merch. Josh is actually wearing some lights out yep. merch right now. Very cool. Yep. And thanks for hanging out with us, guys. Yes. That was super fun. It was fun. It was yeah. really fun. A lot of fun. Um, you can welcome me back anytime. I will welcome you back anytime. <laughs> you were great. Thanks for hanging out with me and Josh today. Janelle will be back soon. And until then, keep, keep it, it fresh. It fresh. <laughs>